Alright family, it's good to be live on the higher ground today and I'm going to be sharing this space with a special guest, Melanie Holmes. Hi guys. So I think uh, we're going to try as much as we can to share the screen and, uh, and um, I hope everything pans out properly but I think the key thing um, today we're looking at Psalm 121, Psalm 121 that says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You know, it's so worrisome today how people are, you know, running from pillar to post, looking for who to put their trust in, who to hinge their trust in. People are even trusting in their finances. They're trusting in their job. I know there's something called job security and all this funny stuff, but the Bible says they, you know, that put their trust in the Lord, they will not be let down. You know, say just as Jerusalem is surrounded by the mountain, those that trust in the Lord shall be surrounded. You know, so that is what we have today, the name of the Lord, because that name is indeed a strong tower. The righteous can run in. And there they can find safety, even in this time. And for us in higher ground, the key thing is to build that um, roof, or better still, that bubble for Christians, even in this day and the time that we live in. Because the Bible in Matthew 24 tells us that there's going to be storms, there's going to be shakings, there's going to be wars, rumors of war, there's going to be pestilences. We just came out of one major pestilence, which was the COVID-19 pandemic and people are still reeling for them from the hardship that it created from the way it affected the livelihood their source of income and all that people are still struggling with that and you know and it's something we really need to um, look at you know even as believers in this day and time that we're living what do we hinge our trust in is our trust in the name of the lord or is it in um other things. The Bible says some trust in chariot and some in houses. But we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. And we see in the book of Joshua when Joshua came to that place where he was nearing the finish of the race and it was becoming that difficult to define where people stood. But he made that resolution. He said as for me and my house we will trust the Lord. As for me and my house we will serve the Lord. So it's becoming very, very personal in the day that we live in. What's your take, Melanie? The mark is all yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it first starts out with um, the when we were speaking, the first thing that came to my mind was talking about the mountain, like, you know, the ministry being a place of higher ground where God puts you. We got to look higher for our help, you know, not based on what we see right now, you know, you know, even in the scripture, it says that we won't be harmed from the sun or the moon or no matter where God puts us, we will not be harmed because all of our help is coming from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and help doesn't mean um, financial. Sometimes people have other issues that are bigger than finances some of the help could be mentally emotionally or even being in a place of wanting a higher place and position in the lord 
So it's so very, very, very um, personable with that scripture saying all of my help come from the Lord. And it was just funny earlier when we played that song um, by all of my help coming from the Lord. I just remember when I was in a really low place and how I was like, Oh, this is a scripture. Mm. This is, this is like a, a place in the Bible. I have to, and it, it just made me seek the Lord even more of understanding that, um, when we have him sing over us, his Psalms, how important it is that that's our help to stand on. True. That is the mountain. That is, the, the help is the word of God. If we don't have the word, we one thing we can stand on is what he said. Mm-hmm. Lord, you said that all of my help cometh from you and all I have to do is call on you. Yes. And so when we position ourselves in these positions of praying what he tells us, the word of God, and grabbing a hold of that and saying, Lord, you told me in your word, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So, so, Lord, you told me you weren't ever going to sleep on me. You were never going to get tired on me, that you were going to be my help. So it's so important that when we start digging in those scriptures, like you said, making it personal, so, a p- application, applying it. And so it's very important that we don't just start, you know, everybody says, I will lift up my eyes to the hill where I come with my help. They'll stop there and don't understand the rest of the scripture and how it applies and digging deep um, to it. So that's my few seconds on that scripture. Uh, That wasn't a few seconds. That was indeed powerful. But, you know, the starting point is I will lift up my eyes to the hills. And, you know, it's really a striving. It's an endeavoring to go beyond your limits, to go Mm -hmm. beyond, you know, your boundaries. You know, there's always going to come that a situation where we want to settle and be where we are. I uh, think, you know what it reminds me of? The mm. day that we went walking, and it was so easy for us to go down, but coming up, it was like, oh my goodness, this is so bad. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. So, and that's so the that clearly the temptation is to stay down. Yes. You know, most time people are in a sunken place. They've having, uh, they're having struggle. They found themselves in a lower place and it's so comfortable not to strive out of that place sometimes people want to give up because it's so comfortable down there Mm. because when you try to go up a ladder or trying to go up the hill or go against the grain all of your body is going to be aching it's going to want to like hold back and stay to where you know your comfort zone but there's a call from the Lord saying come up here come up here there's a higher call there's a higher call. There's a need to go on to higher ground because higher ground is indeed the place of safety. Yes. Is in the place that is the place where you know when the tsunamis come, when the flooding come, when the quake come, you won't be swept away. You won't be you know affected. Absolutely. So this is actually in even those that have never been in that place. To you know when you go to a certain um, was it altitude. Yeah. Where you're used to being at one level, but True. if you go higher, it's it's a whole difference of per- air. It's a whole different of perception. It's a whole different thing when you were in a low place, and True. you and even if you've been in a low place your whole entire life, mm-hmm. and then you're finally getting to this higher place that you've never been. Sometimes you want to go back to the comfortability of being in the low place. Mm. 
because you were so used to being in that place of not seeing things on a higher level and the expectation being higher have a a cooler air a fresher air uh, uh it, it's just you know now that even we live on a mountain it's it's just different you know when we lived in other places that were lower true but now that we see that you know even physically God has positioned us higher but even positioning us even in old neighborhoods we were living in it was not the same so I just thought that was good all right guys it's good to be um, here on higher ground word fiesta and the emphasis today is squarely Psalm 121 let me take down this music a little bit I will lift up my eyes to the hills. The first word is I. So it, you need to make that decision by yourself. You don't need to be coerced. Nobody need to feed you anything to make you do that. You need to come to that realization that there is a place that is better than where you are. Mm-hmm. There's a better place. The Bible talks about the prodigal son. When he came to his senses, he said, I will arise and go to my father. So there's a, that place where you're all by yourself. That decision, you need to make it by yourself. Your pastor is not going to make that decision for you. Your father, your mother, nobody's going to make that decision. It's one-on-one. You need to agree, make that decision that you have to you know, arise. You need to make that decision to go up and just rise mm-hmm. up to where God is calling you to. It's something that we, we really need to do as people of God right now. Do you think it's easy to go to the high place? Yes, it is. It is. It is easy. I don't think it's easy at all. No, but it's indeed tough. It's a tough thing to go to that place. But um, it's only tough if we want to do it by our own strength. Mm. You know, if we want to do it by our own energy, by our logic, there's always going to be so many things to tell us we are not supposed to do it. Sometimes it's going to be this thought that says, this is not the best time, you know. But we forget that, especially when we say, oh, tomorrow we're going to do it. But you know that today is the tomorrow that you talked about yesterday. Mm. So now is the day of salvation. The Bible says, harden not your heart. Now, now, the Bible says, now faith is. So faith is you plunging in, is in you stepping in, not looking at everything looking and perfect is in you going for it right at that moment mm-hmm. yeah i don't even think going into the high place you can go there alone it has to, you have to be led to the high place i don't think going into a place that is higher than you are sometimes you have to have individuals that have gone in that place to direct you higher or understand that, okay, don't stay there. I think personally, you know, me and you, we've done mentorship and individuals that don't understand how to come out of addiction or mental health. And sometimes because we both haven't really been to that life, we can say, Hey, there's a better life than this. Yeah, There's a higher place for you to be. And it's not staying stuck mentally where you think all of your sins and everything that you've been a part of is going to stop you from what God wants. Yeah, that's really powerful. But I think one of the key things that I I really got to appreciate lately is um, the place of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in ministry and in evangelism. Because sometimes we, have, we say all the right words, we make all the right moves, 
we do all of that thing, but the person is still not sold on. You know, the Bible says, by the arm of flesh shall no man prevail. So there are times that we are doing all of that, you know, and we that's where we believe we should, what we should be doing, and that's what the Lord has called us to do. But sometimes people get discouraged when they don't see that fruit instantaneously. Mm. The Bible talks about... Um, uh, Paul um, sowed the seed and Ap- Apollo sowed the seed, Paul watered it or somebody like that. Oh, but it is the Lord that gives increase. increase. Yeah, so one may- waters, yeah. the scripture says yeah. one, one plants, one waters, and God gets the increase. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I know personally that I had to apply that scripture when it came down to me going out and doing jail ministry because there were moments that people I thought didn't receive it or there were people immediately they received it, but it wasn't me. It was God getting the increase at that time and understanding that um, the one water and him getting the increase. So um, that that's a very, very, very important scripture. Yeah. And it's, it's also a point to the fact that um, when we make that move, it says I will lift up my hands to the hills from whence commit my help. So the Lord is the, def- the determining factor where the help is coming from. Mm. So people need to know where is the help supposed to come from. Is it supposed to come from people, friends, acquaintances? And sometimes when friends like are not doing that, what we're expecting them to do, we you know lose heart, we you know lose you know become become hopeless and desperate. But we forget our help actually comes from the Lord. So there be many times like for me, many times I've needed um, help. But God has used even strange people to help me. People mm. I never, so at the end of the day, it points to the fact that the help did come from God. Right. It wasn't my connection. It wasn't my affiliation that brought me the help. It wasn't my eloquence or, <laughs> you know, um, my friends or my family or somebody. But it is the Lord. God at that point situated somebody to speak that word or to offer that help that propels me into God's purposes. That was good. Help does come from the Lord. Right, and I think me, some you know, you know, I always say, look at it as a personal thing. Like, okay, God, you're telling us to discuss this, but sometimes wanting to be the person that wanting to be the helper, so. and understand, like, God, use me to help, use me to help. But sometimes He's like, no, I don't want to use you to help right now. I just want you to just chill out and let me be the helper supernaturally. So some helps do come supernaturally. Some situations do come differently. Everything is not always the same when he helps. True. And you know, one of the powerful things about help is the Holy Spirit. When Jesus Christ said, I will send you the comforter, you know, he said he will help us. He will lead us into all truth. So many times when we're like, we've, we've gotten to our weak hands, we've looked at our, our personal reservoir and we don't have anything else, that is the time to dig in and go to the reservoir that never run dry, which is the Holy Spirit, where Jesus Christ in John 4 said, um, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know, the woman was talking about a well. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was like, actually, there's a well that doesn't run dry. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's going to come that time where there shall be true, true worshipers who will worship in spirit and in truth. So it's not going to be on that mountain it's now not going to be on Jacob's well, but out of your belly shall flow river of living water. So that's the place of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit where the presence of God lives, 
lied mm. within us. So there's a reservoir, there's a well that never run dry, you know, in us. So when we are out of strength, when we don't have it together, we have that, you know, dwelling of the Holy Spirit, which is that well that never runs dry, mm. that just comes to like, you know, overflow. overflow. And we just find like there's a resurgence, there's a resurgence of strength, you know, mm. coming through. And one of the key scriptures is that scripture in Isaiah 40, that say that they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. So at that point, they've come to their wit ends. They've exhausted everything. And that is when the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to help them. Begin to help them. He begins to comfort. He begins to strengthen. He begins to be that advocate that they need Amen. to speak up for them even in difficult times. You know. So that's something that's really, really powerful. Psalm 121 is a really big nugget. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked about the place where you said, the sun shall not strike you by day, well, nor the moon, the moon by night. night. That's yeah. it. That's the, but you got to understand, those are the two most major sources of light and in the day and night, the moon and the sun. Mm. So I'm standing in this high place that it's beaming on me, but you're saying it's not going to destroy me. Mm. That heat, that intensity, that darkness, no matter if it's at night or day, the help is going to be there. Mm. And it's not going to destroy me, even though it feels like it may. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about something about the day and the night. You know, even there are people who are intimidated by brightness. Mm. Sometimes they're like, oh, it's day. I need to be out there doing something. And when it comes to night, they they also feel empowered like a sense of powerlessness, like they can't do nothing. They've been shut in. They've been shut mm. down. So in those two extremes, the Lord is saying, I will be with you. The sun will not overpower you. Mm. The, the moon will not overpower you. So whatever source you're looking onto as light, you need to start looking onto me. So now you're moving away from needing to depend on the brightness or the illumination of the sun mm. or that of the moon or you're looking at the source of, you know, all of everything, which is God. Mm-hmm. He is that eternal light, you know, that has come to shine into, you know, all mankind and to give people direction. And that is something very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some one other place in that same play, um, scripture, I know I, I was reading through. We need- you said a lot of powerful things right there. I just really feel that, you know, we've said so much um, in the scripture. We could just continue like you're a powerful man. Mm, you're a powerful woman. Okay. so <laughs> You the, see how he wouldn't even uh, pause right uh, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, one thing is this, you know, it said the Lord will keep you from all harm. Oh. He, he will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over you coming, your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. He said, he will keep you from all harm. So there's going to be things, you know, most times we're trying to do things to take ourselves out of arm's way. But that's our own logic. That's what we mm. know. But there's all those kind of harm that is coming that you don't even see. Those blind spots, things that catch you unaware. But the Lord said he will watch over you against all harm. The one you are even trying to look out, uh, look out for, the ones you don't even know that is coming, every one of them, he's got you undercover. 
The Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and he shall say of the Lord, My rock and my refuge, mighty God, in him will I trust. So that is something that is so powerful now, you know. Yeah, because people are really fearful now. Right, but they don't have to fear. The last part says, the Lord will watch over you, over your coming and going, both now and forever. forever. So you don't have to fear anything because he says, no matter if you're going or you're coming, I'm going to watch over you, watching True. over you. True. That means I'm always going to be higher than you. Hmm. Do you think you're at that high place? No, there's another higher place than that. There's no, when you're in God, there's no glass ceiling. It's always going higher and higher and higher. And it's going to be like, even like Enoch. And he got so high in the Lord that he just left. Mm. It was no, you know, the higher we go in God, it's going to get to the point that we're in heavenly places. It's not even like, okay, this doesn't even faze me because I'm staying in the spirit. I'm staying in the, the posture of worship because going higher can only be a place of worship or a place of praise or a place of direct communication with the Lord. That's higher in the Lord. That's what the only way help can ask for. He said, ask. I mean, there's some type of communication, some type of exchange, some type of I'm going higher in him because I'm in the posture of either prayer or worship so that I can go to the higher places. True. I think what you said there about post-choice is so key because there's an attitude that is necessary you know, in our quest to walk with God and be all his scholars to be. And that is the posture of a worshiper. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible said there was a worshiper called David, mm-hmm. you know, and he was, he said, I will not give to the Lord that work which cost me nothing, you know. So that was a posture of his heart. He was ready to, he was ready to go all out for the Lord, you know, because he had that worshiper mentality because he knew God was above him. You know, and sometimes when we say we're we're lifting the Lord high, you know, we we there's no place, there's no way that we can lift the Lord higher than He already is, because right. He is high, His throne is high, where He's seated is high. But when we say that we're saying we are giving you the the highest place in our lives, so when we say tell God we exalt you, we're actually saying Father, in our lives we give you the highest place. Nothing will come. Between me and you, you yes. own the highest place. It's like we are personalizing that experience, saying, I exalt you above yes. all my needs, above my desires, Jesus. above everything that I'm striving for. You are the apex of mm. everything all. And so, even right now, um, I just feel his spirit really heavy just because it's like... Even in this moment as we're talking, the more we exalt him, the more that we are putting him, even with within my own life, of saying, God, I can't do this without you. I need your help. Mm-hmm. And I think as we're having the conversation, we got to the point of understanding, like, now I'm out of myself. True. Now it's... Um, you know, it's not about the day or not about anything. Now it's the time to say that, God, we need your help. Mm-hmm. We need you to take us higher. We need you to take and let us be in the posture of prayer and worship. And and just, you know, me, I always say it, it has to be applicable. We have to apply what we say. And I feel like even through our day, I feel like this was what it was about. It was about digging this scripture together and saying, 
we're going higher. Mm-hmm. We're going higher and posturing ourselves in prayer and in worship and in family and in community. But going higher means you have to have a balance. You have to shed off anything that's holding you back. Your back, yeah. The heaviness. Because mm-hmm. you can't go up with too much weight. True. I remember they said people would run races, and when they get to a certain place of the race, it was too much stuff. They started taking off equipment, mm. taking off clothes, because it was holding them back for where they were going. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the higher we're, like higher ground, and the higher our ministries or whatever God is doing, because I don't even want to identify that as what it is anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know one thing that you have shown in your own personal walk is that. It's a lifestyle. True. This Psalms is saying, ask me for help. Mm. And I'm going to direct you and protect you forever. Because the the very last thing he said, forevermore. Forevermore. That's it. So all of this thing we got going with God, you know, most time people get, um, they get sidetracked or they get distracted Mm -hmm. by the rat race. And they forget this thing is not just a lifetime. So people are planning for, you know, 40 years ahead, 60 years ahead, or when they're going to turn 100 or whatever they're looking at. But it's actually an eternity thing. Mm-hmm. So what we got going with God, it doesn't just, um, it's not um, just for the immediate or being on it. It's an eternal thing. So whatever we're doing, we are building up for the future. And the scripture uh, in a whole lot of ways tells us that, that which we put for God is that's the only one that will last. Only what we do for the Lord will last. He says, Stop your treasure up in heaven where thieves do not break in, where moths do not um, eat them up, where they don't get destroyed by insects and rodents. He says, Stop your treasure. You know, let you stop, let your affection be on those things. He says, Where your, your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. So if you, you're storing up treasure, for the kingdom of God, your heart is you're going to be sold to the things of the kingdom. It's not going to be difficult for you to hear from the Lord because you're actually part of what He's doing. You're not detached from Him, but you're totally linked with Him. And for as many that are born again, they have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in them to guide them, to direct them in all truths. You know, that's something so so powerful. All right, family. It's been a beautiful time on Higher Ground. I really appreciate Melanie for um, choosing to share this live platform today. Thank with you. Me. And it's always been a struggle, you know. But I think we're going to try to have her come join us on Higher Ground as much as we can, you know. Yeah. One can put together, put to fly the thousand, two can put two, ten thousand. So that's what ten. the scriptures say. So it's beautiful to actually share um, that moment on higher ground as mm-hmm. we discuss Psalm 121. And I don't know what is it, what actually it is about the Psalms. In the last um, two months, the Lord has been leading us there to take a look at it. And one of the key things is to know one of the main writers was David, and he was a worshiper. He was a worshiper, and God is trying to help us capture um, that mentality where he said, you know, the scepter shall not depart, you mm. know, from that house. Because God indeed found, you know, David to be that worshiper that he needs to bring forth 
his son into the world. All right, people, it's been a beautiful time on Higher Ground World Fiesta. I'm going to be doing this um, tomorrow morning. And uh, we were walking towards um, having a session with um, on the, talking about main issue on the resolution and all that. And that should be for around the weekend. We're still trying to fine-tune that with the speakers. All right, family. It's been a nice time being out here. All right, I see you. All right, people. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. <laughs> All right, guys. See you on my next video. Bye-bye. Let me see who and who is... Uh, people said a couple of stuff. Let me read comments.